Hello, this is Kirk. This is Dave. We're from Mace. NWCZ. Up in your face. You're surfing through another dimension. A dimension of podcasts and real-time streaming. Of content both live and, quote-unquote, on tape. It covers Washington, Oregon, B.C., and even Idaho. Existing between the summit of man's technology and the depths of his cave. There's the web banner up ahead. Your next stop, the Northwest Convergence Zone. Everybody, welcome back to part two, or as we say here, hour number two on the Northwest Convergence Zone show, segment two, which you can hear every Sunday night, nine to eleven p.m. on www.nwczradio.com. If you miss it, you can always catch us in podcast form over on our website, nwconvergencezone.com. We also put our shows up on Facebook. We're on iTunes. We're on uh, Stitcher. You can actually sign up off of our website and get our episodes emailed to you. That's right. It's pretty freaking cool, man. We're all over. That's what I do. Uh, <laughs> I do. I get it too. It's really <laughs> weird. I forget every week, and all of a sudden, it's like, hey, I got an email my, from myself. Box. Wait a minute. I just, <laughs> I just heard that. I show. was just there. <laughs> uh, welcome, welcome, everybody. Uh, I'm Big D. I'm Voxy. Double D. Of course, we have Squeeze and Wonder Boy in the house. They were here, and oddly enough, in hour number one. They were. They're still here. So that's always a good sign mm-hmm. when they hang around because uh, coming up, we have a great interview with uh, with the band Mace, and uh, I think you really want to uh, dial in on that one. want to remind you, if you're just tuning in, though, if you missed hour number one, you need to go back and listen to it. Uh, you might still have a chance. We're giving away a couple of CDs and a couple of vinyl records. Nice ones, too. Uh, band Mystery Ship was uh, nice enough to give us a couple to give away. And, of course, the Guns of Nevada left us some CDs and left you a T-shirt. I know. And they left me one, too. So that was really nice. I love those guys. I love this job. <laughs> hey, I want to hip everybody to something that's... Uh, and, Vox, we, we did talk about it a little bit in the top... Uh, well... It'll be coming up in the top five, but I want to give a little more details. Oh yeah, about the it was our dinger, right? One, yeah, one week from today, it starts at three o'clock, and I think it goes until like nine. Mm-hmm. It's down at the yeah, the, the Swiss. exact same hours that I have to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I I set it up that way. <laughs> uh, down at in the at the Swiss here in Tacoma, uh, there's a benefit show for a good friend of the music and arts community. Uh, very talented guy. His name is Dave Graham, and he's an actor and a musician. 
Uh, he's been in several independent films around, All around here. Great guy. Great guy. He hung out back in the day with like Nico Case and Nirvana before they broke, mm-hmm. and um, you know was a big fixture at the New World Community Theater. Um, just been a just been a real big supporter and talented. Mm-hmm. The guy he has cancer. Yeah, like and, I, I think it said like stage four melanoma. Or yeah, something he's like. uh, you know he's really really struggling with it. He uh, worked at Boeing, and mm-hmm. I think he had to take a leave to uh, to deal with this. And so he's got some bills racking up. Yeah, I saw him about a week and a half ago, actually, when I did the art, looking? when I did the art bus. He's great spirits, honestly. You would he's never always know. in good yeah. spirits. That's just so. Dave. That's why everybody loves Dave. Yeah. You would never know. Um, but uh, so we're putting on. Uh, us, along with a bunch of other people, are uh, putting on a benefit for him, and we have some bands lined up for it. It's a great lineup. It's uh, you have James Hill, James Hillborn, and the and the Painkillers. They're mm-hmm. going to headline. You have Snack Pack. Um, you have the Bandoliers. You have um, Mr. Blackwatch. Mr. Blackwatch, which China, is Doug Mackey's band. China Davis and China Davis yep. do an acoustic thing. The uh, Fuller Brothers, and I think rumor is Dave Graham might get up and. Roll a right tune with them. So. Auction for stuff, raffles for stuff. A lot of people are there's donating. There's a lot of stuff. I know Girl of, Trouble. And there's going to be some, not just any old stuff. Like There's going to be no. some cool, worth it stuff. We donated a whole bunch of CDs and T-shirts uh, that they're putting into this big basket of local music that they're going to auction off. And I know a lot of the bands around here and some of the big-name bands are uh, you know, giving stuff to auction off and we want you to be a part of it we'd love for you to be there it's a it's a great co- even if you don't know dave graham it's just going to be a lot of fun mm-hmm. it's uh it's going to be really just good a great show to go to uh, and yeah. a lot of uh a lot of the tacoma legendary bands and and some of the seattle ones and just artsy people the audience is going to be full of stars yeah, i mean so you know it's going to be a lot of fun so i i hope they i hope they have a great turnout and if you if you can make it down there i think uh I think it's a $5 suggested donation at the door. It's not, you don't have to, but, you know, they're trying to raise money for but Dave, you want so to. drop it in. $5, yeah. All right, let's roll forward with this show. And uh, like I said, this is, uh, th- this the interview that, that we're about to lay on you has uh, a lot of great history um, about Seattle music and uh, the, the lay of the land and, the, and what was going on and... Uh, just a lot of cool stuff. I, I was I, we could have talked to these guys all night long, but uh, unfortunately we don't have that time. But we do have a, a good portion of it, and uh, we're gonna lay it on you right now. The band, legendary band, they're they're reformed, ready to uh, get going again. I'm talking about Mace. Mace. <laughs> Get down! Get 
All right, name of that track is Harp Springs. That's Strings. Strings. Oh, sorry about that. What'd you say, Harp Springs? I said Springs, like Hope Springs <laughs> Eternal or whatever. It's Harp Strings. He does that all the time. Yeah, I know. Can I give a little little the backup on that song? Absolutely. I don't know if anybody knows what's going on, but there's this crazy machine up in Alaska that throws up all these ions up into the sky and heats up the Harp. atmosphere. H-A-A-R-P. Oh, yeah. And it's, that's what this song exactly is about. Right. And right. it's drilling for brains with satellites. Because nice. they can mind control you now. They yeah. can control the it's weather. It's crazy. I love that you know that. Oh, which, yeah, cool. which ties into our old I'm song. I'm a serious yeah. truther. I'm a serious truther. We'll be playing some uh, Drilling for Brains in, in a little bit. In the studio with us is Legendary. And we don't say that lightly around here. Um, you know, there's lots Stellar of Stellar comes and goes every other word, but, but Legendary, legendary is... <laughs> Yeah, Mace, <laughs> the band uh, who just, you know, uh, really set the bar here in Washington for a lot of bands coming up in the metal and the thrash metal scene. And um, they uh, came out in the, it was like 84, I believe. And you guys just rocked the world and, and just took wow. this place by storm. I was 11. <laughs> right, that, that makes I was at your bedroom window. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> and uh, you know, things happen and uh, you know, we all time passes, but it's time to get back together, right? And and recapture that and rock again. Yeah. Welcome it's, to the studio, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's good to be here. Nice place. Tell us about the the early days, though. Let's start there. Let's start when you guys were youngins, and uh, really, you know, there was a quasi metal scene here, but it wasn't. We weren't. You know, Tacoma was kind of metal town, but it was a lot of. Uh, uh, you know, sort of garage Not metal necessarily type good stuff. Metal. Right. And then you guys you guys <laughs> hit the scene and uh all of a sudden attention, you know, even people who weren't digging metal were like, What? Who well, really for us when we started, um there was no what we were doing really wasn't happening. Right. You um, know what metal was when we we're sorry, Dave, but no. metal was like rail. Remember rail? Yeah, I mean, I, that but was, I liked rail. I did too. And I, I took guitar I have lessons. furry boots. Right. I have furry boots. But <laughs> but but the, like Dave was saying, what was hap- What we did wasn't even happening yet. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, well, we had we literally had to go. Well, we were still in high school, and we were like experimenting. You know, we were into. Where are you guys going to high school at this time? Cascade High School in Everett. Nice. Okay. Um and and we you know. We started playing, you know, Ozzy covers and, you know, all your, your Judas Priest, UFO. Um, Riot. All, yeah. Uh, Exciter we started getting into. And that was our real first thing into like indie metal. Um, and then that kind of opened the door for us. And then we started getting into anything that was, you know, English metal stuff. And, uh, you know, New Wave of British Heavy Metal was really influential. Which was, uh, it was not easy to get at that time. Oh, no. It? Well, I got no a job. Internet, at, no. I got a job at 15 and a half at a record store. Nice. Ah. And so I uh, eventually became the buyer. And, uh, you know, that led me to bring in imports. Mm, and, sweet. and we, you know, and that was like, that was where we really got influenced and started going that way. Um, we all met in, you know, like I said, in high school. So we were just playing at, at our drummer's mom's house, and you know, out by Mill Creek, at uh, bot like it was in the woods almost, you know, <laughs> yeah. and just learning, just playing, you know. And uh, but we started, we really were ambitious, and we wanted to like keep pushing the envelope. And when we got to a point, um, nobody really knew what we were doing here, and we started like traveling to San Francisco in the early days when Metallica, there's this band called Metallica. 
and they were just starting to come up <laughs> along with Exodus and Legacy, who became Testament, and and then we started crossing over to punk with the accused and DRI and all that and trying to, and then we liked both of them. We said, well, let's mix them. Mm-hmm. And that's We're really the birth of We're doing it anyway. Yeah. We're almost doing it anyway. Yeah. Just from the, the stuff we're making in our jam room. It, uh, it no really, rules applied. We so were, what, what was the, uh, like you said, there really wasn't a sound like you guys around here. What, did you have a trouble finding and being young? Do you have trouble finding places to play? We couldn't play. We had to get we our own places, rent our own halls, rent yeah. our own Grange halls. Clearview Grange halls hall rules. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> we tore that thing. Everett up. Eagles. The yeah. Everett Eagles. Yeah, uh, we the Elks like, Club. The we were like, Club. yeah, we were like children running shows, yeah, and, and, yeah. and we made more money than we could probably make now. Probably, I mean, we were like, I'm probably, sure. and we it went doing, a lot further than it does now. And everybody would come because <laughs> there was there was no outlet for kids then. Where do you go? An all age show? There weren't any. And we know this guy's from school, and everybody just went. So, and so that that's what propelled. So you guys learn how to promote. You learn how to run the door. You learn how to. You know, book a show. And, we really you know, didn't learn any of that. We just, <laughs> did, just it. did it. We <laughs> did, did it, and yeah. and um and pioneered it. Really, like we started um, sending. I started writing letters and ta- sending cassettes to every band I saw in any fanzine. I, we, we'd collect fanzines, and right. so we became friends with Death Angel through that, and and Possessed, and different bands. And they'd say, "Well, Cryptic Slaughter, Cryptic Slaughter, um, come play with you know." We'll come down there if you we're give us a show, whatever. and you come up here, and we'll give you a show. We were, and well, we can help you in Portland too, and then we'd make tours. It's almost and like pushing the envelope of tape trading. Yeah, because we'll, we'll cause show back, trade. Because you know? now, yeah. nowadays, bands can do that because you have the internet, and you but have they all, don't. You have, and you have all these. You're <laughs> right, right, they don't. Yeah, they don't. But they have the opportunity because yeah. there's all if kind we of. We had internet back then. Jesus, there's we, blog sites yeah. and there's sites set up specifically for bands to you know to trade info and stuff. You guys are actually like licking stamps. Writing and, letters. Yeah. Uh, my whole day was going to the post office. I was so excited to send off and wait to see if anything came back. Oh, wow. <laughs> my, the day, monumental day for, Mace, for me was when I went out to the, to the post box and pulled out a letter and it had Metal Blade Records logos. Nice. Sweet. And I went, yes. <laughs> so, the, I mean, it's kind of a double-edged sword in the music business. If you come out with a sound that nobody else is doing, it's hard to, to get into the scene to market it what do you sound like well you yeah. know that sort of thing but but the other side of the coin is that when you have something that's new and fresh and nobody heard of once you start really pounding out there on it then suddenly it's this like great thing so we were so naive we didn't even yeah. know you know so we were like when people I, asked you though like they didn't what we do just you sound like or who do you compare oh, okay I and, gotcha. I gotcha. most people didn't respond but here and there right like i said like when metal blade records came i went oh you're accepted. I mean, I thought we hit the lottery. Sure. You know? <laughs> so for you guys, um, you know, you start playing around, putting on these shows, and you're getting response and everything. What was uh, what was the first time where you guys, you know, looked at each other and you're like, I don't believe this. Like it was like a total pinch me moment. You know, was it a a, a bill you got put on? Was it with some like uh, people you admired, or was it uh, some attention you there got? Was, you get some press or something. The, yeah, there was a lot it, of that actually. It it started snowballing to where we were just caught in the middle of it and think. And you're young, so you're thinking. You think differently. Sure. You don't analyze. You just go. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. Um, Playing with well, Slayer was cool for me. Slayer but. Metal Church down in Portland was awesome. the The Raven Anthrax show was cool. We 
we were kids and uh scott ian was the coolest dude we hung out with us as we tore up you know the back of uh the moore theater and even, <laughs> and even the northwest metal fest tell him that story about the manager for anthrax oh yeah, yeah okay. let's, hear, let's hear that okay so um Anthrax already has their back. Thirty-two their, Marshall stacks. Yeah, I have I already, have, on, already wow. on stage. I have one first. My first Marshall I ever bought. One cabinet <laughs> and a PV. On top of <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and I I don't even have a cabinet. I just have some <laughs> some head. Fender basement head sitting on the stage. <laughs> right, right. right. So it looks like. I mean, you can't even see these little pieces of equipment. So it looks like we have this big wall of Marshalls Sounds, that we're yeah. coming out of, and the manager of Anthrax. Guy. Hold on, that, that, all New York. Hope you know. Yeah. Oh hell, though, that ain't gonna happen right here. You ain't looking <laughs> like you're playing through our equipment. He went. and He ripped down some like so uh, they Queens. put a curtain up or something. Yeah, they ripped down he, like Queens. He, right he, he wanted us. He goes, "You guys got to cover it." And I go. We were like sitting there going, "Fuck, fuck you, you, you cover it, it. man." We uh, yeah, shit. you're and the one making a piss and yeah. I was scared, but we did say that. <laughs> 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 he went Queens right at the time was storing their their giant. Coliseum sized banner at the Moore Theater. Where else are you going to store one, I guess? Right. And um, <laughs> he started, th- like, them and all a crew, a lot of guys trying to throw this real heavy canvas queen up strike over thing, the stack. Up over, over the which stack. I'm looking going, no, I'm knocking knock, them over. You're going to knock them over. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so then they stopped. So they couldn't do it at times on. We're on, boom, and we're playing. And Kirk's out there with a wireless and a head and we got we look like we have 32 marshall staff did you guys get pictures of that um no, we didn't have we didn't have camera phones yeah there's no camera phone yeah somebody with the, the little four bulb you know kodak yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. what it had been they didn't have uh they didn't have the no. disposable cardboard cameras no either. it was uh, that was those different times yeah, there's the other really good one. something to behold it the other really good one crazy, was metal right? church we've gone from like normal phones all plugged yeah, in to the little you know like yeah, this is a lot of advancement and technology is going nuts and actually socially we're not moving that fast we're well, not that I, far, much farther from the west when people get shot in the in the saloons and stuff. well it's <laughs> funny because you talk about tape trading and i i keep looking at the internet and facebook and everything and i can't believe that like what we did on a pen paper and a stamp you know and we set up tours and record deals and things and now everybody has access to that so much easier and they don't do it well but that's part of the problem because right. everybody has access to it right. not only that you guys <laughs> you guys have <laughs> you a uh, killer yeah. sound amazing sound to back it up and not a lot of bands can say that let's go into another track uh our guest today the legendary band mace and they are uh they are coming back to kick our ass uh with some great shows we'll tell you about those this is titled drilling for brains <laughs>
All right, name of that track, Drilling for Brains, and uh, we're talking with Mace. They, uh, they got a lot of history wrapped up in this band, and, and just a, such a killer sound. I mean, it's so hard to believe that, because, um, uh, you know, that genre has taken off, and, uh, you know, you hear that stuff now, but back when you guys, you know, started laying this stuff down, it really yeah. wasn't happening. If I would have known, we would have never quit. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious, do you get, uh, emails or uh, you know letters or whatever from bands that uh, point back to you guys now and say you know you guys are inspiration for us. Uh, for me, no, I, only because I kind of went on a different direction mm -hmm. and and got behind the scenes and different things. Where I don't think it's usually a surprise to people. Uh, <laughs> but like that, you know, you're that guy. I'm that guy. Yeah. yeah, that's what happens a lot. I don't. Know, Kirk though, me, probably um, he was the front guy, so everybody knew him. Uh, the the. The the rest of the band is pretty much um, on that path. Like Jerry Leonard, uh, Joe Irving, uh, Tom Pulley, that's the bass player, guitar player, and drummer of Mace now. And they were, they were always into Mace. And that's why they got me into their band when Mace broke up. I was in Big Top for like the last 20 years. And um, uh, yeah, there I've seen a lot of actual people saying, you know, you, you were big influence although no one actually knows what the hell dave's doing half the time on those songs he's just a whizzing blur of <laughs> well the funny part is that i've learned a lot about this band um actually when we how we've reformed um being with joe the other guitar player we brought in he's teaching me songs that i wrote you know i don't even know <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome I, I'm, I'm the guy i'm hoping is going to make it through the show everybody, <laughs> else, everybody else is killer right now but so I've been playing catch up and it and he <laughs> but there'll fantastic. be times during the rehearsal that actually move me. I, I go later on after rehearsal and think about things because he'll say, Man, I used to listen to that song in the Everett Mall over and over and over again in my car after I bought it. But and I'm like, Really? You know, I didn't know that. Wow, you know. Um and, and this those guys knowing the songs better than I know them. Mm -hmm. Um, and teaching me them and learning them again. It's, it's a real been, compliment, though. No oh, doubt. wow. It's like, kind of, yeah, it's kind of throws me a bit. And also, now I re trying to play them again, I actually <laughs> am giving my teenage self some kudos, going, man, I wasn't too bad. Sure. Oh, I know you were flipping awesome, dude. But that's that just, was that's some amazing work. Trying to be there. Now, you, you alluded to the fact that you kind of went uh, a different path. And uh, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but you produce a lot of bands. Um, Take us through the list of some of the bands you worked with. Uh, well, engineering-wise, the the more famous ones were like Pearl Jam and and uh, a band called Love and Eyes for Inescope early in the late '80s, early '90s. Um, I worked with Blind Melon. Uh, worked on some of the Temple of Dog stuff. Uh, a lot of a Afghan Wigs, Twilight Singers, Mark Lanigan. Some Alice in Chains. Alice in Chains, Sap, EP, and Wood. I engineered Wood. It's quite the I mean, resume, man. I mean, think, yeah. think about the, uh, you know, we a lot of times we point back to... And some uh, things in England, too. The but. 90s, you know, the big seven that came out of this area, mm -hmm. and uh, every single one of those bands is, is involved in that. And you had a hand in that. Uh, at the time that you were working on this stuff, and these guys are rolling in the studio, and, you know, they're just guys. Uh, talented, obviously, because they were amazing at what they did, but... You know, it's a lot like here. We have a lot of musicians rolling in and out and everything. Did you feel the magic that was going on? Or were you guys, was it just, it was like, let's just, we're, we're working on this. Totally just working on this. Uh, yeah, there was no magic, really. And I, I hate to say that to people. I've said it a million times because at the, 
for me is I knew all of them anyway. Like we mm-hmm. were playing and sharing rehearsal rooms or this, that, uh, throughout time. Even back in the Mace days, Green River was starting and <laughs> that's um, a great band too. You know, yeah. all you know, so it was there was a lot of interaction mm-hmm. locally. Uh so and nobody was famous yet. And we were just working and yeah. I was trying to transition into something else and learn it. It's not who, even thinking about it. Who surprised you the most that um, of the bands that you worked with, because we obviously we know Alice in Chains, Pearl Jam, and all those guys went on. Who surprised you the most that you thought, you know, when everything started hitting, you were like, oh, well, this band's next. And it, it never really quite happened for them. Creed. Oh, that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> What's so funny? What's so Go on. I love it. <laughs> uh, that didn't happen. That's a, that's. I thought you were going to go a different way. Uh, that didn't happen. I don't know. No, because uh, there were so many. You know, I was around during that time, and right. I was on the radio, um, and and the local scene. You could go most to of my bands, actually. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right, nice, <laughs> ding. Uh, no, because there were so many good bands. I mean, you could go to yeah. Rock Candy. You could go to Sit and Spin. You could go to like so many venues, and they were they were just stacked bills every weekend and sometimes during the week and you're like man this band is just so good yeah and then i don't know i mean that's a good question i was so in in the moment i i don't know i was like i was in a band that got signed to island records and and we had the whole big giant deal uh and i actually had to take a break from engineering to do that for what a band year. was that it's a band called sybil Vane, which you might have never heard of and I, it wasn't metal at all and we got the huge deal huge management all that mm-hmm. and uh we lost a tour to PJ Harvey and then it was over. It was over, huh? And wow. so, and then I went back to engineering producing and I moved to England and worked God, with James Blunt. And oh, nice. Now there's one I didn't think was going to do anything. James, really? Yeah. James <laughs> Blunt, I'm uh, <laughs> side of a piano with him working on arrangements on a song at EMI Studios in You're London. Like, this guy's good, but. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah. He's a really nice guy. We hit the pub. But blah, you hear blah, blah. good all the time. And then two he years looks, later, yeah. he's, you know, the number one international hit of the freaking world. Right. You know, because you know, right. for me, so. I'll tell you who, surpri- who did surprise me that uh, supposedly came out of Seattle, although we, it can be debated, was Candlebox. I don't remember those I, guys. Well, I did Kevin's solo with, record. He worked with Candlebox, too. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they're good sound and everything, but, like, I never. Had, I had been around the scene a lot, and I had barely heard of them. And next thing you know, they come rolling into town. Uh, you know, you like, know the bad thing from about from Seattle, Candlebox, and they're playing like the arena. You know, unfo- like, what? Unfortunately, they got a bad rap. I gotta say, because they're like, I worked with Kevin. I've never seen a guy more pro and more hardworking in the studio. And I've worked with Cornell to Ann Wilson to I can name them all. Right, and that guy is on it, dialed in. Huh? Oh, he is on it and does it, and um, and. They're a hardworking band, and I worked with them in L.A., New York, everywhere, and uh, they did well, but they got that. There was that period in Seattle where everything, after a certain group made it, right? there was a lot of, you know... Backstabbing. Backstabbing. There was a lot of that. Yeah. It was weird how the backlash hit. And everybody was suddenly from Seattle, right? I've got a question about a local band. Um, Yeah. Now, I was told that these people didn't want to make it, and they should have made it, and but they didn't want the uh, the glam and Let the fame. Mud Honey? Yeah. Is that true? Is that true? They didn't want... There's a lot of that. There's well, a lot of the truth to that. they're the only real grunge band ever. Yeah, I agree. Well, I think Melvin's, Mud Honey... It, yeah, well, Melvin's kind of noisy to me, but... Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the grunge really comes from Touch Me, I'm Sick, I think. Yeah. In my I, opinion. Uh, there's a lot of truth to that. I mean, Mud Honey, uh, they did. They started. You know, people people started recognizing. Mark Arm was so deep in the scene before anybody. Right, and most people 
heard of Mud Honey because of all the other bands saying mm. we learned this from you know. Mud I have Honey. a great Mark Arm story. So we're, we're working on the Sap record okay. with Alice, right? And Mark came in, and we had Ann there, and Cornell, and Lane, Jerry. You know, a lot of a lot of personalities in the room. And Mark's sitting there, and he came in with a six pack. He sat it sat it down on the table. He's like, you know, and I came in. He goes, Oh, Dave, and I'm like, because we knew each other from before. Uh, and he's like, man, I'm nervous. I'm nervous, man. I'm like, why? Dude? And he's like, all these people can really sing. <laughs> I'm like, Dude, you're going to be so cool. And, and Rick Parasher was the engineer and he's, you know, classically trained and very precise. Right. And we're going through Cornell, like, and, and, Anne, and all these great singers. And, um, Mark comes in and sings and he goes, this guy's great. And I go, I know. Right. Right. And so I'm like, you know, on the talk back on Mark, you're doing good, you're doing great. You're totally cool. And so we started playing with Cornell. This is, uh, yeah, this is on podcast, right? <laughs> we started playing with Cornell. We're like, uh, he goes, yeah, I want to go high now. I want to hit my high notes. Like, yeah. Um, try to follow Mark a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> to Cornell? Yeah. yeah. How'd that go over? It, well, it was, we were, and we were laughing our asses off. <laughs> and then we, because he just so wanted to go, what? You know, right, shit, right. you know, but it was funny. But Mark was a standout on that, which is funny because he was so nervous. He was like slamming beers That's trying awesome. to get ready for his thing. Sometimes that nervousness makes the best performance. Um, we lost a lot of those people, you know. Um, that era was uh, was full of a lot of fun. And there was there was a bat there was a you know kind of a dark side to it. It was a heavy dark side. Yeah, it was a real. Uh, it was it, it was sad. It was sad days to me. I, it wasn't a good time for me. No, uh, and it just seemed to like you know the the good times it hit, and then it was just like bam, 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 and it just kind of tamed down. You knew a lot of these cats. Um, who who I don't want to say who affected you the most, but who kind of took you by surprise that uh you know you're like i didn't know that it was that it was you know this and that was going on and and they were in this at this point kind of all of them really yeah um i don't know if i just had blinders on and was in my own trip at the time being young or ambitious or caught up in what i was doing but yeah i never really thought anybody was that bad yeah, you know? no, I don't. And think- i had my own thing i never thought i was that bad you know <laughs> sure um, right <laughs> so you know, you just, you know, everything was just, you were just in, in the moment. And, right. uh, but yeah, I mean, I could go on every one of them from Shannon Hoon to Lane to Brad every, Noel, everybody, Co- you know? Cobain and all that Co- stuff. I yeah. didn't know Kurt, but you know, you know, I'm on the fence about Kurt's death too. It really bothers me. Yeah. Cause I'm a truther and I don't, I don't, you're not sure what happened. I don't think, well, we knew El Duce. Yeah. yeah, And I knew El really well. Mace knew El Duce. And if you've seen that movie, Kurt and Courtney, where El's on there saying she offered me 10 grand. And then he died on the train tracks. Hey, he didn't make it that freaking old to go die in some train tracks. Right. He didn't make it through us and a Mace show. Yeah. The Mabuhe Mabuhe gardens in San Francisco. He didn't die that night. He didn't die out of, yeah, track. if he didn't die that night, he didn't die no goddamn right. train tracks 30 years later. I'm yeah, you no, what. there's a lot of mystery uh, surrounding that. Um, you know, I, I, just real quick, uh, just a side note, and I usually don't tell my own stories, but there was a cat um, who was from Germany here, and I, and I met him, and he was just sightseeing and stuff, and he seemed kind of lost in Seattle, so I was like, I'll show you around, and one of the places he wanted to go was, you know, up to Hendrick's grave and, you know, where Bruce Lee was, and, and he wanted to go see Cobain, Cobain's house, and you know which was down off capitol hill so 
I took him down there and we parked a ways and walked just onto the sidewalk and you could see through the gate. And the funny thing is there's a park right beside it right, that you can walk up. Sits. Right, where yeah. you can walk up that hill. Yeah. And uh, we're standing out there and uh, this was post, you know, the, the death. And uh, all of a sudden these big, huge dogs come running up to the, the gate where you would dr- normally drive in. And uh, this big bodyguard comes out and he says, Miss Love requests that you guys just move it on. <laughs> I was like, I'm on a public sidewalk, dude. I can, you know, I we got can, some yeah. good love stories. Miss Love. Here. <laughs> yeah, he was if like, Miss Love. Another, if we had another hour podcast, I'd tell you. Yeah, I, how, let's do it. Let's <laughs> give us your best one. <laughs> really? Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not the best one. It's come, first one that comes to mind. One of all your right. favorite ones. So, right? Uh, all right. So I was in England. Uh, my wife at the time was in a band called Fluffy. I remember Fluffy. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, nice stuff. Yeah. So she uh, got hired to be in the new Courtney band when they signed a Virgin. So they went over and, they, and Courtney wouldn't sign up or show up to any of the rehearsals. And I was calling her because I was doing the James Blunt stuff, actually. So I was calling her going, hey, how's it going? How's it going? And I set up with my guitars and my effects. And I go, this is exactly what they played. So I know. Right. And so she, so anyway, they can't get her to come to rehearsal. They go to rehearsal or they go to her house and they, they open the door and they and they find her uh, in a cho- her face down in a chocolate cake. <laughs> oh wow! And they come in like you know, and I, you can only imagine the scene. So you're tapping on her shoulder, waking her up, and she wakes up. He gets up. Am I late? And she's got chocolate, <laughs> chocolate cake all over her face. <laughs> to me, I don't know. That's the best one, just because I could vis- I visualize it. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of <laughs> like an old Im- Lucy episode. Yeah, or exactly. <laughs> exactly. Old I can't episode. imagine a, a a day that with would her, wind up with a face in a cake. Wind up. That's probably how she started. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I, hey, I like that. I visual. prefer my face in pie personally. But. We're uh, so we're here talking with the band Mace, and uh, we're gonna go into another track and we'll come back and uh, chat some more. It's great having you guys in. We really appreciate it. This is titled Room 101. Taste the Mace!
All right, that's the track Room 101, and uh, the band is Mace. And uh, you can see them May 10th at the Showbox Soto. Uh, you're with Plaster, right? Plaster, yeah. Yeah, and then Studio 7 on May 30th. And then on June 2nd, this is rad, Uncle Sam's. And it is the uh, Northwest Metal Fest. You guys are headlining. Yeah. Back in the saddle. <laughs> you guys are back in the back in the headlining. Hey, I want to ask. But this you, day and age, the headliner starts at like two in the afternoon, <laughs> and it's like a fifteen-minute set, right? <laughs> it's two fifteen-minute sets with a half-hour break. All right, right? So okay, like we're I can old. do that. Oh, that's perfect. Right? Uh, I was going to ask you guys. Um, you know, you mentioned you were excited when Metal Blade Records, uh, you know, contacted you guys and everything. Um, but then you guys actually, your first album was under Acoma Records. How did that transition go? Well, it kind of, well, we went with Jeff Gilbert, mm -hmm. uh, who's kind of legendary now as well. Absolutely. Uh, but it went through Enigma, which was part. They they were all associated in one. Aren't way they or all still? Now yeah, still. right. You ever seen the big chart? Yeah, I have. No, you have it. It's yeah. insane. Like an element chart of it's, the music industry or yeah. something. It's, it's crazy. So <laughs> it was kind of a way for us to hopefully have some control and move on. You know, it was just a maneuver. How old are you guys? How old are you when you get this? Uh, it was. It came out in deal. '85, so it was '84. Recorded it, so a year out of high school. Yeah, about 18, 18, 19. And you're like, we're on a record label. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. And Metal Blade, and it was, I was like I said, I was always already working at a record store, so I was buying for the record store records from Metal Blade, so it felt really cool. Mm -hmm. What you store know? were you at? I was at Budget Tapes and Records. <laughs> yeah, Budget. <laughs> I was wondering. I was. I was gonna wonder if it was Peaches. I, had, but I went think out Peaches to work at Tower though, I, and with Andy Wood and a bunch of other yeah. people, Green River guys and nice Jeff and Mant. Really? Yeah. They were all store clerks at uh, at, at Tower. Tower in University District. Yeah. That's crazy. You know they're doing a documentary about uh, the whole rise and fall of Tower Records. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if they know that aspect of it because I wonder too. It's Tom yeah. Hanks' son who's actually doing it. So uh, well, I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna have to contact him yeah. with that info. I, I've yeah. got I've got an in. Aside in with Tom him. Hanks email. No, I have a son. <laughs> the, the art, Dan, you I know didn't. that incredible artwork on Pearl Jam Tan. Yes, the incredible. Yeah, I seriously that didn't was, think retail records yeah. would be that interesting. Uh, that was, be a movie about that it. That was Steve Pitstick, the art who did all the front, you know, displays right. for Tower, and Jeff was part of that. That's why it was all done out of foam core from Tower Records. If My you look eyes. at the Pearl Jam logo, right, that's Tower Records foam core. Wow, still uh, trivia. That's still yeah. Trivia. I did not know that. That's really that's really cool. Well, ta the reason I think the reason they're doing a, a documentary about it is because Tower Record, when it started in California, was uh, like revolutionized the way record stores were going. It was like Dogtown skateboards. Absolutely, were, oh, and, then, and then it spread. I'm throwing and spread and spread, and down there they had a lot of people who because it was like right next, right across the street from like the Columbia uh, Records Tower and stuff, and a lot of big wigs. Rolled in and out of there. It was in between everything. A and M. Yeah, it was Columbia, like yeah. Electra. And so. the day I saw it close, actually, I lived down at the time. I went, "Wow, things have changed." Right. Yeah. Well, when Amoeba goes down, you know we're all in trouble. When Amoeba yeah. goes down, yeah. <laughs> that's got to be one of the greatest stores ever. Or Roar Records. Yeah, Roar. Absolutely. Another good record label. Uh, so tell us about um, you know time has passed. We're all. Uh, getting a little older. Not you guys look great, but thank you very much. Now you're cu you're coming into uh, this is, you know, this is some killer music, but it, it takes a lot. It seems like a show 
would take a lot out of you guys to you know just blistering blistering guitars you know just the the energy you have to you know exercise to get this across to the audience and uh how is how has that been for you guys uh you know trying to get back up to you know speed of mace let me just tell you I, i'm filling out my arp application <laughs> but we, we're gonna call it arp string yeah we we're gonna call it arp string and we figured the tour bus will be like harp, arp but harp and we can like do you guys yeah, have nurses uh, on your rider they're off the stage yeah we're gonna need yeah and i need i need cherry German juice blondes. for my gout i need some cherry juice on that oh <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna no, be it's gonna be a wicked writer. But you know, a lot of times, you know, uh, bands come around to whatever Emerald Queen or whatever, and you know they've been around for I'd quite do a that while. They pay. Yeah, absolutely, they do. But you go see them, and uh, some of them still have it, and some don't. Mm-hmm. And I've I've often wonder if it was more. Um, you know, I think some just get lazy, and but then other ones when they regroup, they're like. We're going to try to represent our, you know, what we were back in the day. Luckily, I think you're going to get that from us. Yeah. I mean, even our rehearsals, we got, we get. The, I was the one, like I said, I had to play catch up a little bit, yeah. but uh, man, I feel like, like just in rehearsals, we have the energy. So. Do you guys have plans to uh, record a new album, new CD? We're we're kind of waiting to see what happens here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I own a studio, and and so I'd love to. I, I want to like get these shows out and do right. it and see what the interest is and and feel it. So because if we do, I want to go in the studio feeling energized. You know, well, and, the buzz uh, surrounding you guys uh, announcing, and it was almost kind of quietly announced that you know you guys were back together and you got some shows coming up, but instantly. Uh, just people started chiming in, like, uh, "What? Oh my god!" And uh, how was that? For you? Were you expecting that? Or that was a whirlwind. Yeah, yeah, that's earlier. You asked, like, when were we? When were you? When were we overwhelmed? Yeah. But I've never been overwhelmed till right now this year about the whole thing. I've I never realized that we made such a stink that we did. <laughs> yeah, I then. was I was moved by how some of the emails and things we got like people how much we influenced people. And from around the world we had a guy from where was it? He he held up oh, two yeah. albums and was really? sending us pictures uh, and I've wow. had him ever since and Sweden. Like, from Sweden, Sweden. Yeah. Finland and it's like didn't know. And he's know originally these. from Argentina and now he yeah. lives in Sweden. And uh, he's Crazy. just got mace with him yeah. everywhere he goes. And I, it, I started p- playing guitar because of you, or or we got into this because of you. Yeah, like, yeah. Mean, he, he had did. no idea. Nobody tells you on a daily sure, basis. Sure. So you're like, when you're out right. there in the scene and everything, it's yeah. a whole different story. I mean, you so. only go hang out at the post office <laughs> waiting for cool mail for so long. Yeah, seemed to stop happening around 2002. I, they were kicking me out. <laughs> Pretty amazing for some kids from from Everett, you know, yeah. just hanging out doing your thing. Very Never amazing. thought it would become a Very whole amazing. movement. Yeah. Yeah. No. And uh, but the hard work and dedication, and the fact that. Uh, you guys loved what you were doing. And, and I want to ask you this. Uh, I would like for you to point this to uh, young bands. We have a lot of young bands who not only listen to our program, but uh, we run into them. You know, they're out there trying to make a name for themselves, get shows, uh, you know, create their sound and all that stuff. And you guys have been through it all. Uh, what's some advice? What, what are some things you learned back from back when you were young and that you know now that you could tell them, you know, this is some, these are some things we learned that, that might help you out. You know, whether they're into metal or whether they're doing just straight up rock or whatever. Just just good advice for any kid right now. It's, there's a difference between confident and cocky. And mm-hmm. it, once you get that down, you know when to use either one. <laughs> I, I think that's <laughs> it well said. It took me years to figure that time out. Time for a cocky and time for, for confident. Right. No, I right. think that's well said. You know, there's 
I, I get to work in the studio with a lot of younger bands that come in and ask me a lot of things. Right. And uh, I think that's true. It's like you really, you know, a lot of people come in and there's no more demos being made or rehearsing made. They, they start a band and want to make a record. And I think, you know, you, you got to put a little more thought into it and be true to it and really work it. It doesn't come that easy, man. You've yeah. really got to be it and know no boundaries and be have blinders on and do it. Because, you know, even there's even like really good bands who sometimes they don't they, like they sound great. You might you go see them somewhere and it's like, man, they sound good, but they just don't seem to be dialed in right. um, as far as, you know, like their uh, proficiency of getting their name out or promotion. And more than ever now aspect of it. Right. Yeah. More than ever. That's important. You have to you have to take all of it on like yeah. every aspect of it and and really make it something special. Because there's just like you know the gates are flooded, the gates are open. It's it, the market's flooded. You have to be something special. You have to stand out. Yeah. Yeah. May tenth at the Showbox Soto, uh, you can go see Mace. Also on the thirtieth at Studio Seven, and June second they will be headlining. This is gonna be awesome at Uncle Sam's, the Northwest <laughs> Metal Fest. I think Chance and the Northwest Metal Zone are part of that. Uh, involved in that awesome. as well. It's a show on our. Can I add here. a little bit to those Absolutely. first two shows? Uh, the May tenth show with Plaster. Tom Nehemiah, the accused, is going to come up and play a couple songs with us. Wow. And, um, and the, 30th, the 30th is a, a national show, Destruction and Warbringer from Germany. Mm. Uh, we're opening that show. So that's a it's really- It's their 30th that's, year anniversary. So they were around the same time we were. So yeah, really Destruction. Awesome. Thus, and I don't know how they kept their hair so healthy and long. I mean, <laughs> how did they do that? It's that German shampoo. It's that German shampoo, yeah, man. It's a goddamn dark beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is. Well, it's really, really cool to have you guys back on the scene. And uh, I'm looking forward to coming to one of these shows. Uh, maybe all of them. I don't know if I can make it to it. But uh, you guys, uh, I want to thank you so much for coming in. And also, we got a, a Indiegogo campaign going out there. Indiegogo.com. Uh, Mace is trying to raise some money to put out some vinyl and uh, more merch and stuff. I mean, if you if you put out a uh, if you put a pledge in, you'll get your your the uh, reward. And um, regardless if we make the money or not, so go to Indiegogo.com, help us out. We'll help you out, and you'll get some some limited stuff. This is stuff that isn't going to be out. So if you'll give us a shows. link to that, we'll put it up on our Facebook and our, and our website. We'll. We'll get that out for everybody. So, Tommy, yeah. no, artwork by Tommy Nehemiah. Yeah, artwork by Nehemiah too. Special He's stuff. He's way guys. behind us. He's all behind us on this thing. You guys are dialing it in, man. Mace is the band. Want to thank you guys so much for coming in and uh, being you. being a part of this. And we're gonna be following you guys, and hopefully we can have you back in and, and get caught up when you uh, are working on your new CD because that's what we all want. All right, <laughs> all right. Thanks, Absolutely. guys. Appreciate it. NWCZ. This is Seattle Music Insider Greg Roth, and you are listening to NWCZ Radio. Oh, 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 oh. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Come inside, the show's about to start. All right, everybody, it's that time of the program. 
you got to see the show. You have to go out and see the show because we're big supporters of the local venues and local bands, and we think you should be as well. Not just bands, though. You know, comedians, uh, performance art. Yeah. You know, we love it all. Whatever. Anything cool that's art going bus, down. Us, uh, you know. Yeah. We just enjoy it all. But Polka. <laughs> and seeing as how Gamer's not here, we're only going to offer you 10. So you can you get to pare it down this week and only hop around to 10 spots. Yeah. But uh, so, hey, let's start with. I would, I would like to get an email someday from somebody who went to every show we suggested. It would be impossible. <laughs> there would be absolutely no way. <laughs> But okay, uh, okay, if they do, uh, I'll, if if somebody can prove it and they do it, I'll put together like a CD package and uh, T-shirts and stuff or whatever, and, and hand it over to them. Sweet, that would be cool. NWCZ Radio, at or at least if they com. picked if they picked five out of everything we give, you know, because we usually give ten oh, or fifteen that'd be of a little easier. Here. Well, yeah, but I mean, like even on my list, I give a couple that are on the same night. They can't go to <laughs> that, you know. So, well, speaking of, let's hear your list there, doll. All right. Well, I've got for Tuesday, March twenty seventh, uh, Little Bim Productions is putting on an industry night at One Eye Jack's Roadhouse in Linwood for musicians, networking, bands, promoters, venue owners, distributors, media, all that. Go check it out. Meet wow. some people. Um, Those are you know, always beneficial. Oh, definitely, definitely. Anytime you have a chance to go uh, schmooze and uh, share your stuff, that's meet good. everybody yep. else. Yeah. So, and uh, Friday, March thirtieth, I have late September dogs at the Fuel Sports Bar in Seattle. Uh, Saturday, March thirty first, uh, Great White and Guns in Nevada at the Backstage Bar and Grill over yes. there in UP. Uh, Sunday, April 1st at the Rendezvous Jewel Box Theater in Seattle is the Adarna and Sea of Misinformation. Nice. We had them not too long ago on the show. And last but not least, also on Sunday, April 1st, if you're in the Tacoma area at the Swiss is a big, huge benefit for Dave Graham, a uh, staple here in Tacoma. Yes. Everybody loves him. Um, Killer J lineup, too. Exactly. James Hillborn and the Painkillers, Snack Pack, Bandolier, Mr. Blackwatch, China Davis, Doug Mackey is their MC. auction, raffles. Movie. All kinds of killer stuff, and lots uh, of lots of Tacoma helping, people will be there helping our beloved Dave Graham take care of some medical bills. Yeah, he's got cancer, poor guy, and he's a super talented cat, and we love that man. Uh, okay, here's mine. I'm starting off uh, right here in Tacoma at the New Frontier on Tuesday. One of the heaviest bands you'll ever hear out of Tacoma, Argonaut. <laughs> And hot victory at the old New Frontier. And then on Friday, give us a bell there, Double D. Late September Dogs and Larry Mitchell out at Fuel. Larry Mitchell's Grammy Award-winning guitar player. Friday, if you're in the uh, Tacoma area, Louis G's is Tin Man, another one of our uh, favorite cats roaming around here. And then, of course, Saturday, another bell there, Double D. Backstage, Bar and Grill, Guns Nevada, and some other band. <laughs> Great White, of course. And then also, you know, if, if you want to, uh, if you want to, you know, ro get done with Guns in Nevada and roam over to Louis G's, they got a great lineup, man. They have uh, Jupiter Order, Digital Chemistry, the Rick Beatty Band, and Larry Mitchell. That's uh, is it Beatty or Beatty? Beatty. Okay. The Rick Beatty Band. I always say it wrong. Yeah, <laughs> and that's only <laughs> five bucks, man. That's a that's a good deal. So there's and a fantastic uh, venue at that. Yes, there are there are ten shows. Well, not quite ten because we copied two, so you got eight. Eight shows to get your asses out to support your local bands, I, arts, and venue. I only heard you give three.
All right, there you go. Uh, our top five recommends for this week. Yes, yes. I uh, hope you get out and do that. I want to thank the cats from Mace for coming. Ah, great interview. Super nice guys too. You know, yeah. Like uh, you know, just even really ha- hanging out. Cool, fun to talk to. Yeah. Down to earth. I mean, yeah. Uh, good times. I want to thank. I got to thank Glenn Casebeer from Northwest Music Scene for setting that up. He also hit me to Mystery Ship. Yeah. So way to go, Glenn. Thank you. Uh, feel free to send you know bands our way <laughs> yes, yes i mean we do our part right to find local bands and invite them in and everything uh it's always nice to have everybody it's always nice to have uh you know feelers out there for us and so we, we do appreciate it. there was a group that was scheduled to come on today cool water um but they uh, they they're having to reschedule so um they'll be in check them out anyway yeah Go look they'll, they'll be in at some point i was looking forward to uh to catching them uh having them on but yeah things happen uh, next week, you want to tune in because, uh, well, not only Voxy and Gimmer are going to host it, mm-hmm. they've got Crank. Yeah. <laughs> we want to see how that goes down. <laughs> and if Gimmer, for some reason, I'm can't going make to it, beat him up. That's how it's going down. And if he can't make it, guess who's filling in? Who? Double D. Double D. Oh, <laughs> shit. No, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll arrange it. But next week, you have Black Diamond. Hey, uh, I have to ask you a question. Yeah, Where go. are you going to go next week with your lily white ass? Uh, I'll tell you in a second. I want to tell the folks who there's coming up next week. That was squeezed, by the way. Yeah, that's squeezed. You don't hear it very often. Uh, Black Diamond, Midnight Savage Company, and Upwell will be on the show next week. Where am I going on vacation? That's a good question. Um, I'm going where the sun shines. I'm going down to the Caribbean. I will be heading to the island of Barbados. And, Whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I saw that you got your are, speedo going. Right oh, now. wrong. No, and that's we, and we, old. we talked about doing the road trip. The thing speedo was just <laughs> yeah. The Dandy Warhols. I'm I'm waiting for the NWCZ road trip to Barbados. That's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> I don't we, know. California we, would be good up? for me yeah, too. Well, keep waiting. Can, can you go find some killer venues out there for us <laughs> to go check out? I will. I'll, I will go on a fact finding mission. <laughs> For local artists that are hanging know. out in Barbados. <laughs> yes. And, and we'll take our show send down us, there. Send us money to a Kickstarter so we can come bring our show to you. Actually, you know <laughs> what? I, I, I am thinking about starting a Kickstarter for NWCZ Radio. I I, I know we're I? thinking aloud on air, but I'm, I'm curious. Uh, what do you guys think about that? I, I think it's a great idea. Yeah. What, is it, what are we going to use it for? The money? I was still on yeah. the Barbados Advertising, uh, swag, you know, uh, we need some upgrades in the studio. And well, and, you know, we we like putting on really great shows. Absolutely. And, we don't and, charge. And we try to put on great shows without charging, but yet we'd still like to pay the amazing bands that come and do yeah, those great shows. Yeah, it comes so. out of my pocket, so. <laughs> yeah. But, um, oh, I wanted, to, uh, I wanted to let everybody know that... <clears throat> There's great programming here on NWCZ Radio, and uh, I, I encourage you to check it out. I, I, I'm constantly amazed about people who only tune in for a particular show. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, I, I listen to, you know, that, sh- like, The Metal Zone, or right. I listen to Jay Random. Or, there, is, there are great shows on NWCZ Radio. I would put Every our lineup. Every single night of the week. Yeah, I would put our and lineup. great music, too. Against any of the big boys. Oh, yeah. We have very talented kids. Just because you know this, we don't have paid staff and we and the, every people come in and volunteer their time doesn't mean it's not really good in quality. Well, yeah, because we can say what we want. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> but we have talented. And we can play what we want. We have talented people. Um, just today, you know, you had uh, Ebb and Flow, and you had uh, the Hooligan Honky Tonk 
radio, hardcore hooligans, those guys are dialing it in. Mm-hmm. They have an amazing show. They bring in some of the best guests because I'm out here when they're recording it sometimes, and I'm just blown away by who they're bringing in. Um, you know, and throughout the week, you have Volcano Radio on Thursdays and SMI with Greg Roth, and you got Gemmer's show, The Rock Pit, and Darren's mm-hmm. DJ Selector. I mean, to the rhythm. And, and then there's my other show. Big D and the Kingfish, yeah. <laughs> which, which is what I really wanted to talk f- about. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun show. It's a very fun show. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, that follows Jay Random on Monday. I mean, I listen, you know, because of the ladies, but. Because <laughs> of Susan and the ladies, <laughs> they have so much to say. <laughs> no, it's a very irreverent show. Um, there's no doubt about it. It's completely different than this one. You, yeah. you see a different side of Big D on that one. And it's fun. It's Kingfish, Mr. Vaughn, Susan and the ladies. It's like the it's like the 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 bad boy and girl of all of you. Like I see I all the nice is. professional right. versions of you guys all the time and you get on the show and you just spew our yeah. crap out on that one. <laughs> but we have a lot of fun and and Double D, you are right. There I listen what? I'm right. What? What? Yeah, no, I listen I listen Stop. to NWCZ radio uh, all the time and I know I lo- I, I, we load the player. You know we have songs that are sent in by everybody, but I, I, we have so many, we, like I don't know, five over five thousand, six thousand songs that we have in there, and I forget how good and how talented the uh, the bands are around here. And you know you get five songs in a row just rolling and i'm just shaking my head going i can't this I can't, is my station can't believe <laughs> we're we have such great talent on here and so i want to thank everybody if you are a band or you are in a band you have a band or know of a band that's not represented on nwcz radio it's very very simple just email us at nwcz radio at gmail.com you can send us your tracks via mp3 all we ask is that you please label them using like metadata or iTunes or something because we get a lot of track one, track two, track threes. They don't, don't know what, no we, yeah, we don't know title, what to do no with them. No song title, anything, yeah. So that way we can, you know, we can let the people know who they're listening to. Exactly. Uh, the track ones, the, those don't make it on. Um, track one is my favorite, man. Yeah, no. <laughs> one, I think on Big D and the Kingfish, we're going to actually start doing, uh, playing just tracks that aren't <laughs> are unlabeled and making up Guess this names. band. No, we're just going to make up our own <laughs> names for the band and the song. There you go, there you go. So, that'd be know, a fun segment. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. But uh, anyway, hey... I uh, want to thank everybody, all of you out there, for tuning in and being supporters of ours and being supporters of the local music and the local music scene, the art scene, the clubs and the venues. That's what we're here for. That's what we're all about. And we will never stray from that. That's, uh, people sometimes ask me, why don't you go after the big bands rolling through town? Well, you already know about them. Yep. What, what we're bringing you are the bands that we think are quality, uh, who are basically in the northwest and uh that are on the major news or major newspapers because they're playing at the tacoma dome or whatever right. but they're right around the corner and, and think, you can go see them any day for like a percentage of what you'd yeah, pay for those we, big and bands. we think they're they're worthy of your attention all right i it's time to get out of here i'm big d i'm boxy double d for squeeze and wonder boy and all of you out there thank you so much we are the northwest conversion zone show where all things come together bam see you gamer I saw you standing there, standing there all by yourself, surprised you were with no one else. Oh, now what should I do? Maybe slam my drink or two, hoping I don't play the fool. Who could know? 
Email us at nwconvergentzone at gmail.com.